getting someone to ease up, it's almost like releasing the pressure valve when you, you know, it's really super tense. So will you move forward with us and do this? They say yes. And you say, I got one more extremely hard question I can ask you. Like, this is the hardest thing I'm going to ask you. Oh man, what is it? Can you give me a glass of water, please? Go dummy, go beast. Oh no, I go beast. Go deep, I OG. Oh no, What's up? It's your man B. Holmes back with another episode of Doors to Success, where I lay out the B print, which is me teaching you how to knock, open, and conquer the different doors of success and the different avenues of your life. So today we're getting on with our master class. This topic is one that I think is super, super legit. Um, it kind of helped culminates the things that we've gone over up to this point. And it kind of ties them all together. This is the one that really um, takes all the different pieces that we've gone over thus far in these master classes and places them together. It's almost like the outline, right? It's the outline and you tie in, and I'll show you what I mean, but you're going to tie in, you know, the first seven seconds. You're going to tie in the pitch. You're going to tie in um, pullback. And you're going to tie in transitions. You're going to tie in closing. So what's going to happen is, this one, this is called presentations. So this is the presentation part, because if you don't have a great presentation and you don't know how to flow it together, all those little pieces that you've, or, or those little nuggets and those pieces that I've given you, out of, out of control and out of organization just makes it sound super messy. So again, it's not what you say, it's how you say it and how you say it in flow with the other pieces, right? So before we get started, want to give a big shout out to our unofficial sponsors of the Doors to Success. The first one here, we've got Red Bull. Shout out to Red Bull, uh, continually, continually providing the, uh, the nectar and the juice and the honey for the beehive here. I need to get going here. And also... What's that smell? My man uh, Porter before was like, man, what's that smell? So wanted to uh, go ahead and show you the kicks today. We've got, uh, you know, these new ones. But the smell of that, what you smell, that is Crepe, the unofficial sponsor of the B-Print and Doors to Success. What you do is you spray them on your shoes, backpacks, hats, and other things. And it becomes water resistant and spill resistant. So I sprayed those on today. They might smell like kind of fresh paint, kind of a hairspray type smell, but it goes away. But I just got them in the mail. I had to look good. Had to match the the Panerai with the bland, the blue band, orange stitching. Got the orange hat, orange kicks. Got this awesome optimism. I'm an optimist shirt today. Well. I had it, so I wore it today, and uh, just had to feel, just felt good, right? So as I was feeling good, I was like, man, I want to train on presentations because this is what presentation is all about. It's about feeling good. It's about knowing who and how you're presenting and what you're presenting and how it's flowing together. This me right here, this is my presentation. This is me. I am the presentation. I am you. You are the walking billboard. If you're in sales, you are the walking billboard. And how you carry yourself, how you speak, how you pronunciate, the message you deliver, the messaging on how you deliver your messaging, the way in which you deliver, uh, how you listen, all of it, this is, this is presentations. 
So very excited to jump into it. Um, want to start off with giving credit to the very first thing you got to do. And this kind of sets the stage. So as you're, as you're prospecting, right, we got to back it up. So as you're prospecting, you're already starting your presentations uh, segment. Because what that means is you're already taking notes, you're already mentally, you know, logging things, you're seeing flags, you're seeing cars, you're seeing, you know, different things, little bikes on the grass, because or you're, you're talking to someone, and you're hearing things. So you're picking up these pieces of this person, because now you're going to start to put those hot buttons into the presentation. And so before you even start speaking, if you go back and think in sales, and, and the good sales guys and gals are going to know what I'm talking about, is that uh, anytime you've had a cell that's been successfully closed and all the way to installation or fulfillment, it always started a little bit funky, right? It always started like a little bit uh, out of um, of whack. Like you you didn't do it normal. You didn't knock the door. You didn't pick up the phone. You didn't deliver the messaging. What you did do was you probably grabbed the newspaper or you probably brought in the garbage cans or you probably did something a little bit differently that allowed it to be more personable. And that's the first section of prospecting, which is, or sorry, presentations, which is BRTing, build relationships of trust. BRTing stands for build relationships of trust. And what that does is that you are now relating to the individual with things that you can observe that you know you're going to have like-minded conversation with that individual on. And it doesn't have to be something that you agree with, Right. You can see something and you can be completely fine with what's happening, with what's going on. You don't have to agree. Like, for example, if you walk up and you see a political flag, you can make a statement like, man, so did you guys vote for so-and-so? Oh, man, glad that, you know, something, something, something. You don't got to agree. You don't have to agree. You can sincerely just have a conversation about something. Now, caveat, I'd say clear of religion, politics, and... uh like health <laughs> seems to be hot topic now. But um, other than that, get very opinionated. Get, get, bring your, uh, your characteristics and your personality to the surface because this is where you're really going to make sure that they know who you are because that's what causes someone to be interesting is you to be, you know, have conviction and you'd have great stories. So with BRTing, you got to be very careful though. There's, there's two things you got to be careful. One, don't be the one-upper. So while you're BRTing and while you're building relationships of trust with this individual, um, you definitely can't be like, oh, so um, I see that you guys uh, went on a cruise. Well, where'd you guys go? Oh, we went to Cancun. Oh, really? Well, I went on the Norwegian cruise, which is like, how long did you guys go? Three days? Well, we went for 17 days. Like, you don't want to be the one-upper. You don't want to be the guy or the gal that continually asks about something and then tells about your thing that was better. There's a complete easy ways to do that and not, and not you know, be the one-upper, which is, hey, so you guys went on a cruise? Oh, man, where'd you guys go? Cancun? Oh, that's awesome, man. I love going on cruises. Oh, have you been? Yeah, I've been on a cruise. Yeah, we really enjoyed it. Leave it there. Leave it there. Talk about the things that you have in common. Talk about the things that are similar, but do not be the one-upper. And then don't go the other way either, which is what I call the appropriator. Don't be the appropriator, which is like you try to relate so hard on something that isn't even yours. Don't do that either. Like, and I know that seems like, well, you're putting me in a box. Well, 
No, I'm saying be you, right? Like be you. That's very simple to be, but just have enough experiences in your life where, you know, and I found this one fascinating because my father-in-law for a very long time would always ask me if I read the news and I don't like reading the news at all. And I started to sort of go over the news and I started to think about why is he asking me if I'm reading the news? He's always asking me about something in the news. And again, I hate it. So, but I sat back one time and I'm like, why is he finding it important to want to bring this up? And then I said, and I started to notice while I was in people's homes, that the people that I had really good connections with were the people I closed because people buy from people who they like and who they trust. Okay. And so as I was realizing that the more education I had, and not just conventional or traditional, the more books I'd read, the more experiences I had, the more life I'd lived, the better presenter and closer and salesperson I had become because my life had become more interesting and I had worn, worn a bunch of hats, right? All the experiences in my life prove that I can be a great person that builds relationships with trust because I have lots of experiences and I've worn a ton of hats in my life, right? So share those experiences. For example, I was raised on a farm where, or a ranch where we, you know, had to go and shovel horse crap. And we ended up, and there was one summer where we went to Idaho and we had to move a bunch of pipe. I've moved cows before. And then I got sent to a boy's ranch. That's another story for another day. When I was 14, there was me and a couple kids from, you know, suburbia. And then we got bunked. The other half of the ranch was all from East Palo Alto, California. If you don't know anything about EPA or East Palo Alto, right by Menlo Park. Shout out to EPA, Menlo. Like, uh, it is, it's kind of, um, you know, Section 8, it's, it's, it's lower end housing. And they were all African-American young boys and we were all a bunch of white residential or, you know, suburban lower income thinking we were bad that got bunked with a bunch of kids in a really bad scenario, uh, together. And they thought this would be a good idea. And actually it was, it was a great idea. We ended up coming together and realizing that each other's lives aren't as good as we all thought they were. And we didn't want to be the other person anymore. Right? So it was really fascinating, and I gained, I gained some amazing friendships. In fact, I got bunked um, right in, be, like, right, it was me and my buddy Jeremy, and we were, you know, surrounded by 10 kids, all from East EPA, and we were the only two white guys in this section of the bunk, and uh, every night, we would come back to the bunkhouse, and they would pull out the turntables, they would beatbox, and we started to, you know, freestyle and rap. And I got really good at it until, at the, actually, at the end of the um, uh, ranch, we were there for all summer, so three months. Three months, every night, we would do this. You put me in that situation, you know, and, and I, I had that experience. I lived it. And so, you know, being able to go into that scenario and have those connections and, and make those lifelong friendships and uh, be able to connect on those points. When I hear hip hop music, and I know a lot about hip hop, uh, I'm gonna rap. I'm gonna sing. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna dance. I'm gonna do the things that I had that experience with. But that's not. You know, that doesn't necessarily is my culture. I'm not appropriating anything from that culture. I'm talking about my experience. And you can definitely do that. But there is a there is a line where you go way past that, and you try to live someone else's life. That's a different scenario. And or you talk about 
oh, well, I went to a ranch and we did this and da 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 da. That's a one upper. So stay clear of those two extremes and be you. Just be you. But if you need to watch the news or read the news or have more experiences or live more life or read more books, that's why I'm a big book reading uh, advocate or listening to books. Like I'm a huge reader. And I feel like that helps give you more experiences where you can connect with people. The greatest thing you'll ever do in sales off the doors or off the phones or out of a way of a, of a customer is to read. Opening your mind and your life to something that's outside that you already know, that's going to create and allow you to BRT and build relationships of trust faster than anything else. Um, the next are what I call the three motivating Vs, okay, like verses. And what that means is, here we go. I'm going to go through the three of them, then I'll go back through and explain them. The first one is, is emotion moves and logic confirms. So emotion versus logic, okay? Now in sales, oh, sorry. sorry. And then number two is benefit versus features. And then number three is fear of loss versus desire for gain. Now those are kind of similar, but what we're going to do is I'm going to break them down. So the first one, emotion moves, logic confirms. Anytime you're going to make a sell, you sell it emotionally. Anytime someone makes a decision, they make the decision emotionally. And then after they are sold, they want to confirm their decision with logic. Now, if you think through any of the sales you've just had, you build up on, hey, this is going to help save your family. This is going to protect them. This is going to do da, da, da. The emotion, I'm going to really feel, oh, man, yes, yes. Oh, and it's only $49.99? Well, the other one was like 70 but This is a great deal. Oh, my gosh. Well, that makes sense, right? But I had already made the decision that this was a great idea before the fact. So that's emotion versus logic. Make sure you are selling and presenting with emotion and then closing and confirming what they felt with logic, facts, numbers, you know, and, and here's to help the next one, the next V helps. Okay. The next versus helps, which is benefits versus features. Now a benefit is the thing that helps their life, right? You got to be selling on benefits. The benefits is what this car does. This car takes you from point A to point B. It allows you to go see your long lost sons and, and your mother and connect and have Sunday dinner. This car will bring you to and see sunsets and go experience life. And you can go smell the ocean if you have this car. The, the, the feature to that is that, hey, you push the gas and the engine moves. It's a six cylinder and it gets you there fast, right? But the emotion and the benefit of it helping your life is different than the logic and the feature that it's the actual thing that it does. Too many times I'll listen to sales guys, and if they're new, they have a spike, right? So the guys are really good because they don't know a lot about the product, no matter what it is when they first start. So their numbers spike because they only can sell on emotion, and they only sell on benefits, right? Because they don't know too, many, too much about the, pro the actual product. So then when they start learning about the features, they, oh, this is actually really cool because it does X, Y, and Z. So they start telling, they show up and they throw up and they start telling about X, Y, and Z. They start, oh my gosh, the numbers actually, it's way better. And they feel because they've already sold themselves on, the salespeople have already sold themselves on the emotion and the benefits. That's why they're even selling it. That's why you're selling it, right? Whatever it is you're selling, you're there because you believe in it. And if you don't, call me. But then you find out about the feature, you find out about 
the logic, and then you want to share it with the person, the customer, because you're like, this is super cool. Look, it makes sense. Well, guess what? The customer didn't have that experience. They didn't go through the emotion. They didn't go through the benefits. They're not sold on this idea. And then you just show up and ramble with, with features and logic and numbers, and they're like, ugh, I don't want to do that. I don't want to make that decision. Too many numbers. Nope. Give me your card. Leave me your card. Come back later. If you ever hear, leave me your card, you've offered them too much, too much logic. You've given them too many features to think about, and they don't know how to process everything. So you've got to listen in BRT. You've got to listen while you're actually being you and, and watch your surroundings so that you can take in where it is their hot buttons and their love languages, right? How do they want to speak? How do you need to communicate? Are you talking about dogs or cats? Are you talking about soccer or basketball? Are you talking about the Denver Broncos or the Dallas Cowboys? You need to watch and listen to your customers. So when you start to present, you use the talk of the 88 Cowboys when you had Emmett and Aikman. And you know what it feels like when Irving goes out for that pass. Well, that's what it's like, right? You use the emotion, you know, instead of actually being like, well, it's, it's usually going to be $88, but now we're knocking it down to 22. No, I could use Emmett and Irving and, you know, <laughs> instead of you can tie things together emotionally and then you talk about the benefits. It's going to feel like this. It's going to smell like this. It's going to help you in your life like this. And boom, here's one quick little feature. It's what it does. Here's one quick little logical thing that confirms and if you do that, you will see your sales spike and skyrocket. So if you're not, if you're too busy, if they're too busy for you, if they want a car, just leave a car. Let me think. If they want to think about it, you have flooded them with logic. You flooded them with features. So stop. Think about emotions and building and visualizing and go back and watch my overcoming objections and the takeaway and the transitional uh, master classes we did where I talk about the birthday cake, build the birthday cakes and pull that away. That's all emotion. That's all benefits. Birthday cake is 100% benefits. If you don't know what a birthday cake is, go watch Overcoming Objections. Go watch Transitions. Learn about the birthday cake, okay? And then all know all about why that works. Okay, the third one is the fear of loss is greater than the desire for gain. So if you can help show someone they're going to miss out on this opportunity or the tax credits are going up, you're going to miss out on all the savings you know, instead of you're going to get a really great deal and these, these panels are going to be on your roof and they're going to provide all of this for you. Mm -mm. People don't want to gain something, but they definitely don't want to lose it. People are cool to gain, but they definitely don't want to lose. So if you understand that psyche in people's minds and you understand that you need to figure out a way with your product and with your BRT and with everything that you've observed, if you can figure out how to take what you've seen and observed, put it into an emotional presentation that you can talk and use examples that you've really lived, that you can connect with them on, that they know and they can use and you can use analogies that they would remember and they would know. And then you talk about the emotion and how it feels, right? And then drop one kind of confirming bit of logic. And then you talk about the benefits and how it's going to help their life and make their life easier and more and, and, and more fulfilled. And then add a feature. And then you talk about how they could lose all of this. This could not be around if you don't act now or if it's not going to work. Well, I can just work with somebody else. And if your roof doesn't qualify and if blah, 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 I can't do it for you. 
instead of, hey, you get all this awesome stuff. You're now turning into what I call the hot person in school and you have people chasing you. You need to be the hot person in school who's walking around and having people chase you. Get them to chase you and you get the customer to chase you by fear of loss instead of desire for gain. Hope that those three V's make sense. You master that, you master presentations. So take time and really think about what I've, uh, what I've gone over, what I've taught here, and that will help you immensely, okay? The next is focusing on communication. How do you speak? Okay, now there's a couple ways. There is, in fact, there's six of them, okay? There's six things you need to, you need to pick up on. And it's not just communicating like speaking because we kind of already spoke about that with BRTing, not one-upping, not appropriating. How does that all work? Okay, but number one is the nonverbal communication that you have to master. I'm going to say these words, you're going to write them down, and then you're going to go through and figure out how you're going to master these things, okay? So I've got attitude, delivery, behavior, sarcasm, jokes, dismissal, hand movements, and sound effects. As you've already watched... I use my hands a lot. I use sound effects. You've already listened and you've already heard. You've already seen. And I try to, you know, activate everyone's senses, all their senses. I'll try to use sound. I'll try to use vision. Uh, And so I'll use sound effects all the time. I use my hands to catch your attention all the time. These are these nonverbal communicative cues and ways of communicating that you help the customer stay engaged, right? Now, what about attitude? We talked about that in prospecting, so go watch prospecting. Um, Delivery, we talked about delivery and tone in transitioning, so go back and watch that one. Uh, Behavior, also with PMA, positive mental attitude, and getting your your, uh, why confirmed in the first one, so go watch that one. Now, we haven't talked about sarcasm, jokes, and dismissal. Now, those are very important ones, and if you don't know how to do these, probably don't do them, but if you can... They're so valuable. They're so good. For example, when I say sarcasm, it's like, hey, so you're probably pretty happy with that utility bill, right? With it going up, you know, 3% every every year. Like, you're pretty happy with your power company? No, I didn't think so. Like, so using that sarcasm the right way, you got to be good. And it takes years of practice, right? It takes years of communication. So even the fact that I can pull that example out of my hat right now is, is, is something that you can tell that I've used in homes and in living rooms before. Um, hey, is that, is that, who's yelling at you on the line? Is that your old lady? Man, everyone's got an old lady that's yelling at them. What'd you do this time? What'd you do? Right? You on the couch last night? What was her name? I mean, seriously, like, what are you doing? (laughs) So getting someone to laugh and getting someone to ease up. It's kind of like I talked about releasing, that, releasing the pressure of the tire. After you actually do a hard close, and we'll go over closing as our last final master class, but as you talked in closing, it's almost like releasing the pressure valve when you, you know, it's really super tense. So will you move forward with us and do this? And then they say yes, and you say, well, I got one more extremely hard question I can ask you. Like, this is the hardest thing I'm going to ask you. Oh, man, what is it? Can you give me a glass of water, please? It's just like you lean over and you build the momentum where it's almost going to pop in, in the cell. And you have two or three really uh, way, really simple ways of diffusing the emotion or the tenseness, right? And how you do that 
is you have a couple of really good one-liners, which are, you know, I know this is like the worst time because I've got one more horrible, horrible thing to ask you to do. Like, I can't even believe I asked you, I waited this long to tell you. Um, do you have a pen I could borrow? Is that it? Yeah. Oh, of course I got a pen you could borrow. Oh, good. Oh, you know what? I got a pen right here. <laughs> they start laughing, right? Like knowing how to use that little tool is super valuable and you'll want to know how to use those and those little, uh, you know, pressure gauges that I call them that you can just kind of decompress that tire if it gets built up. So the other one is dismissal. So if you're talking about any kind of competitive bid, like, well, so-and-so did this. And I'm like, well, yeah, but did so-and-so also have 20 years on their warranty? What well, were 25 years? Well, yeah, so, so they're, not even, they're not even an issue. So as I was saying, so if you're going to use dismissal, don't ever dismiss the company that you're going up against. Big no-no. In a presentation, never talk ill about a competitor. Worst thing you can do. I got so many stories of me blowing this and like, oh, that company? Well, I know this company about this thing, about this company. No, you don't do anything but just make yourself look silly. I've lost so many sales that way. Finally, I said, I'm going to stop talking about the company. I'm going to talk about the thing they're offering. Let's talk about the way the benefit that mine will benefit more in their life than what they're going to get over there, right? So focus on that. Focus on, and the way you do that is oh, so you know your competitor's offers, okay? And you know where you beat them. Hey, so what happens after year 20 with that one over there, that, this option here? And I'll always say with this option over here. What's the option? What, what is it? What's the warranty year? 20 years? What happens from year 20 to 25? Oh, you're on your own? Well, this option over here, it's actually fully covered. So, so we'll, we'll, that one's not even in the same realm. So do you have anything else that's like competitive that'll give you a full 25-year bumper-to-bumper coverage? So that's how you dismiss it without talking bad about your competitor. And that's how that works. So hopefully those were helpful. You wrote those down. We can dive into those later with our one-on-one, with our group coaching and mentoring. But that gives you an idea to focus on those things that have seemed to be very important in my experience while I'm selling, okay? The other ones, along with nonverbal, are number two is mirroring. Mirroring is so important. It does so many things for the customer psyche subconsciously. It's crazy. The first thing that it does is it puts the customer at ease because they see you doing what they're doing, okay? So if I'm on the door and the customer leans up on the door frame. I will say two or three more words and then I'll slightly lean up on the door frame. What that does subconsciously is it tells the customer that we are more alike than you think. As they change positions, as I change positions with the customer. And that makes you feel emotion and feel in sync, okay? It drops, it stops to drop the barriers of you're just another sales guy. It makes them feel like he's kind of doing what I'm doing, and it actually allows them to feel comfortable, okay? Psychologically, you can go to the study on it. So mirroring is so important on so many levels, and that's why. So practice, same thing with tone. If a customer comes at me yelling, like, what are you doing on my doorstep? I'll be like, well, how long have you guys lived here for? Huh? Two years? Oh, cool, okay, so you're the guy I'm looking for, Bill, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, Bill, I'm Brandon, swing by real quick. What? And all of a sudden, the whole situation is defused, right? Because you mirrored their emotion at first. You had them coming at you. You came, at, but you got to be careful there, right? You got to know where that line is drawn. And if they come at you, like, what are you doing with a question? What are you doing on my doorstep? Well, how long have you guys lived here for? Like that 
meeting that mirroring that emotion, they actually it's it actually starts. They either see how silly they look, or they feel comfortable, and then it diffuses it. But you can't go too far because that'll take it over the edge. That happens. So you got to know where that line is. Okay. The next one is clarity. You need to be super clear by being simple, which is the next one. It's simplicity. So simplicity and clarity provide such an easy way. So how do I want to explain this? I watch so many sales guys and gals be just to overcomplicate the presentation. They will talk about things over and over again in features, like I said, using logic, and they will just throw up literally with information and they'll talk and use examples that have nothing to do with what's happening. That is so unclear. So for example, it's like, so if what happens if I move, well, let's stick with solar. So what happens if I move? What happens to the panels? Well, what you're going to do is that you're going to call 1-800 number. When you get the person on the phone, what you're going to do is they'll ask you this, and then you're going to say that. And then you're going to make sure that they, you know, the pricing, they'll come up with the kilowatt, and da, 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 and then they'll take the panels off, and then da 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 And by the time you're done explaining what actually happens, the customer's like, I don't want to do any of that. So how do you make that process super simple, extremely clear? And you use number six. That's called anecdotes. Okay, and an anecdote is very specific. If you know what an anecdote means, it's the anti to the thing that that person has, right? And so what that means is that if they have a specific problem, you have a specific answer that can answer it using an example. So I'm not going to answer that with something else they don't know. I'm going to say, as, as, hey, so what happens when I move? And I'm going to say, hey, do you have a power bill currently? Yeah. So now I know the anecdote. I'm going to use the power company that they currently have. Well, what happens when you move with your current power company? Well, I just moved to my new house and I call them. Perfect. That's exactly what you're going to do here. And in that way, you have simply been clear and simple. You've used less words by using an anecdote that allows that person to think clearly and simply. And it's just very, very easy. So with those steps going back through... BRTing, building relationships of trust, seeing what's going on, gathering your bullets, as we talked about before. And when I talk about gathering bullets, I'm talking about find five things that you can put in your revolver and that you can pull them out and use, or five different hubs of conversational topics or neighborhood people, the doctor, the neighbor, the person that has the crazy cats. Like, Make sure you have the five bits of info you can talk about with someone, that they're a Denver Broncos fan or they're a Dallas Cowboys fan, that this, and, and so you know that you've got those five points that you can talk about, and that is how you're going to BRT. I also talked about the bullets and the revolvers in the other ones, um, but that is um, also very applicable with BRTing. Do not one-up, do not appropriate, be who you are, be you, be interesting in the way that you don't do those things is that you go learn and read and travel more and experience more, okay? Uh, Know the three Vs, the three verses, right? Uh, Emotion moves, logic confirms, benefits versus features, fear of loss versus desire for gain. Know your nonverbal communications, know about hand movements, know about sound effects, attitude, delivery, behavior, know how to use sarcasm, jokes, and dismissal the right way, know how to do those, know how to push the pressure and release the tension, Um, no mirroring, clarity, simplicity, and anecdotes by using things they know in their life. And that is, my friends, the first part of presentation. So know and master those, and you're going to have a really clean 
presentation that will be specific to the person you are talking to. Without further ado, till next time, it's your man B. Holmes. Thank you for listening to the Doors to Success podcast. Don't forget to like, share, comment, and subscribe for more. Visit bholmes.com for more information on how you can join the B-Print.